You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm running about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. And uh, we've been in full swing there with some good content, draft, and free agent related. And we continue on that train. If you've been tracking the show this week, uh, we've talked about quarterbacks in particular, uh, running backs, wide receivers in free agency. Well, we're up to tight end, and uh, that's a position we're going to look at. As well, because for fantasy football purposes, it's actually kind of intriguing, given that uh, the tight end situation is uh, fluid right now in the NFL. A lot of things changing there, and a lot of big names, notable producers that are available, and guys that are going to be shifting teams that we're going to be having some interest in there to know uh, where they're going, how their situations are going to change. Maybe they leave and give a young guy an opportunity on their current team so all kinds of things in flux there with uh this so and we have to start with uh looking at uh the top free agents one team actually has three and uh, there's one that really stands out there and again you can check out all the quarterback uh, running back and wide receiver analysis on the previous shows here as we uh, close out the week with tight ends we'll come back Next week, uh, kind of start looking at the uh, big board of players that I have up on Sporting News for the draft as we have the NFL Combine coming up as well. So now there are some very good tight ends in that draft class, and we'll talk a lot more about them there. There was a little bit in the mock draft, but the the top prize here in free agency is an older tight end, Jared Cook. Big year for the Raiders. He was pretty much a virtual tight end one for that team. Last year, I mean, it was a bad year for tight ends in fantasy football. There's been talk about should we clamor for making that another flex position there instead of forcing a tight end in the lineup. And I think part of that has also come from Rob Gronkowski, an old hat that didn't kind of come through, and uh, Jimmy Graham as well struggling there. You really had Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, and that's kind of your holy trinity triumvirate that you look at, but... Otherwise, we pieced it together. Even Eric Ebron as a touchdown machine was inconsistent because there are games where if he didn't score a touchdown, he didn't have much production there. So it was hard to get that consistent player outside of Ertz and Kelsey and Kittle, and they had their share of clunkers as well. So it's a tough position, but Jared Cook, solid there. I I think overall was his best season. He kind of connected with Derek Carr. We'll see if they keep him. There's a rumor that the Packers... Maybe interested to bring him back here with a couple of guys there in uh, free agency, Lance Kendricks and Mercedes Lewis. We mentioned Graham as well. They have to decide if they want him back, if he can still give them a little bit more. So we'll have to watch the situation with Graham to see if Cook might return to the Green Bay offense there, especially the Raiders. A little bit different offensively, but the Raiders have to decide this so they know if they need to target a tight end early in the draft. I think Cook is a guy they should lean towards keeping. I know he's on the older side, but you need some weapons there. Go after some wide receivers as well after uh, losing Amari Cooper or trading him away. Not really losing him, but 
still kind of hampered them because all they had really was uh, a lot of Jordy Nelson. You had Martavis Bryant was a bust there, Seth Roberts. I mean, these guys just not reliable options there for Derek Carr beyond Nelson. So Cook was the guy that clicked. If you want Derek Carr to maybe build on some of the positives he did, I think you look at Cook or you're going to have to go get a tight end like him in the draft. And Cook, again, it all depends on how much he wants to test the market. He's an older guy, maybe looking for the most money he can get coming off his best season here. Uh, He's teased with this kind of ability in the past, whether it's been in the Titans or the Rams. And uh, his previous stops, uh, the Packers, it didn't work out as well. But the Raiders definitely was a big spike in his production there. So we'll have to see how much that uh, Jared Cook holds out there for a better deal or if he's going to take the Raiders and maybe they lock him up here. They have a lot of decisions to make, obviously, in Oakland with the future of their team. Three first-round picks as well to weigh versus how much they want to invest in free and a premium guy like Cook at a position that's not necessarily the most uh, important for the Oakland uh, turnaround there under Gruden and new general manager Mike Mayock. Now, I'm going to mention one team that's very intriguing because they've got all three tight ends free agents. Tyler Eifert, CJ Uzuma, and Tyler Croft. So the Bengals, we've seen all these guys have value at some point. Eifert, when he was healthy, fully healthy, he was a touchdown machine and a go-to guy for the Bengals special player. Tyler Croft filled in well for Eifert a couple years ago. And Uzuma filled in well for both of those guys this year and had some value <coughs> at times. So overall, the Bengals, you look at this position with uh, – you get Zach Taylor taking over as head coach. And he was just with the Rams where they had uh, Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby, but not huge factors. There were games from time to time where they got involved. If you're trying to break down who, these guys like that, uh, Tyler Eifert's not going to return. But if you look at these guys, Uzuma and Croft are much like what you'd get, really the reverse there of uh, Higby and Everett. So they could be the guys they keep on the cheap here. Eifert is definitely going to be gone. It's a tough career for him with the Bengals. Looked very promising. Went to the Pro Bowl. Then had the injuries and just couldn't stay healthy. Had the back issue as well. So we'll see where Eifert lands. It could be very intriguing. Maybe he's a guy that the Patriots take a shot on. I think the Saints are another team, especially with uh, Benjamin Watson retiring. And a guy that can finish in the red zone. That big guy that can go up get the ball so those are obviously really intriguing destinations of the Patriots it comes down to of course Rob Gronkowski and if he's going to be around there and they need to replace him Uh, remember they've had a guy like Eifert before in a cheap version and Scott Chandler and so Eifert would definitely be in the mix there I think any team that really needs a guy to go up and get the ball and finish in the red zone Eifert is a special player when healthy he can be very productive here so overall I mean he's the best of the Bengals tight ends here I think that's why I think he's not going to be there because I I could see Uzuma and Croft returning and uh, kind of fitting in that mold for Taylor, especially with some questions marks about wide receiver Tyler Boyd coming off injury. I think Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green both coming off injury. So you look at uh, Boyd and Green, you're not sure what's after that. John Ross is the speedster. You figure it's going to be more of a three-receiver set, so maybe not an emphasis on keeping both of these guys, but – if I had to lean towards one, I would say it's Azuma because he's the better blocker than Croft here. Now, 
we're talking free agency here, giving you the compact version of the analysis you need to know here from a fantasy football perspective. And uh, there are many ways to listen to uh, the Locked On Network shows, but listen to your car. It's a great place to do that. Uh, we're bite-sized, uh, commuter-friendly there, a uh, good 20 to 25 minutes wherever you're going. We can get you covered on your favorite team or your favorite topic here in sports, uh, whether it's uh, NFL, fantasy, uh, our MLB shows, NBA. We've got you covered uh, for a college sports fan uh, with March Madness coming up as well. It's all over here. So you can get all your bite-sized information and nuggets here. Analysis that you need to get you through the day and uh, know about your team and uh, your sport. And uh, we're here for you on the Locked On Network. So just listen to us in the car, on the go. We are easy and uh, fun to listen to and uh, hope you'll get the insight you need uh, while you're uh, going from place to place. And uh, you'll be good to go for the off season here. So definitely uh, check us out in your car. Uh, It's what we're here for uh, there to make it very simple for you to listen all kinds of ways. Now, we'll be right back here with a look at uh, some more of the free agent tight ends in 2019. All right, let's uh, continue our look at these uh, tight ends. We looked at uh, the Bengals trio there after we talked about Jared Cook. Well, the next guy that has some intrigue in fantasy is Jeff Hireman of the Broncos. Now, Hireman, another tough injury there to end his season. He's had uh, some injury issues in the past that have helped him to not produce here and Hireman, he's a special guy from Ohio State. He's got a lot of athletic ability, can finish drives, and now you have a new quarterback here. There was some connection with Case Keenum and Jeff Hireman, but here's Joe Flacco, and Joe Flacco has to find kind of his guy, and Hireman could be his guy. It's someone they're going to have to look at as a re-sign here. They had Jake Budd in the mix, too. Uh, Is he going to be healthy enough where they're going to look at him? As an option for the Broncos, they moved on from A.J. Derby pretty quickly. He went to the Dolphins. So Flacco, remember, has got that tight end connection. We talked about it a little bit when we broke down the quarterbacks, knowing that Flacco's on the move to Denver, that he's connected well to tight end. So whoever climbs up at that spot could be very valuable, especially the way that the Broncos want to run their offense, be uh, kind of very protective of Flacco. Offensive line play is important. They have Mike Munchak there. This is a Gary Kubiak-styled system that uh, Joe Flacco has had success in in the past using the tight end. So this is an important signing or decision here for the Broncos because Hireman, uh, we know Flash had that one big game. We were on him, and then he didn't do much at all after that. But this is a receiving core again. When you have the youngsters and Emmanuel Sanders possibly being on his way out as a cut, and uh, Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton, these are still green wide receivers. They played as as much as they could last year uh, with uh, Tim Patrick as well, But and they're adjusting to a new quarterback. So that's another adjustment here in year two that they have to deal with. And Hireman is a guy that I think just is a natural in any offense and can be productive, and a little bit of Dennis Pitta in him as well, who uh, was very close to Joe Flacco and produced his best years when healthy. Same thing, uh, injury prone tight end with Joe Flacco. So we'll, we'll see how that goes with Hireman, but he definitely has some intrigue here. Now another team with multiple tight ends uh, 
going into free agency. These are not guys that we looked at much, but Austin Severian Jenkins and James O'Shaughnessy, they were looked at uh, in DFS a little bit, uh, change of pace. Uh, Severian Jenkins was hurt a lot last year. O'Shaughnessy came through in uh, DFS formats and uh, particular scoring systems as a really bargain basement tight end there. And he's a former chief, so he did uh, well in that system. Severian Jenkins, we know, came over from the Jets after playing for the Bucks and flashed there. But the Jaguars, I think tight end is going to be important for them. It's either going to be a rookie quarterback that's going to lean on that that tight end as a uh, security blanket. We know it's not going to be Blake Bortles. Of uh, 99% sure that he's not going to be a starter. Would they go after Nick Foles, who's had some good connections with tight ends in Philadelphia, whether it be uh, Zach Ertz or Trey Burton? So we know that. Uh, Dallas Godert as well. So we'll see if... Uh, they try to have some kind of combination there to use for Nick Foles if he might be the Jaguars quarterback. So a lot of uh, things up in the air. But tight end is going to be a lot more important, I think, to as a receiving factor for the Jaguars. I think they tried to get that going with Severian Jenkins, but he got hurt. They settled for O'Shaughnessy, who's a pretty good athlete himself. But they might have to blow that up, and maybe they'll look to one of these free agent uh, tight ends elsewhere to help them there. Now, Jesse James is a... Agent. And this is something we're going to watch from the perspective of you have Vance McDonald. We know what he can do. They picked him up. They traded for him with the 49ers. He finally got healthy. He was the number one guy protected there. Jesse James, limited guy, scores some touchdowns, makes some plays here and there, but not someone that's going to be a game changer in fantasy. He's just a normal receiver, nothing special about him. So Jesse James did pilfer, however, touchdowns from Vance McDonald and key looks. So without him there, I think this is really good news for McDonald. So we'll see. I don't see the Steelers making Jesse James a high priority with McDonald there. And uh, McDonald is also capable of being a good blocker. I think James is kind of average overall in that category to uh, produce. Uh, and they, they put him in the field in blocking situations, but I don't think McDonald is a liability there where you feel like you have to go in on James. Now, I mentioned the Chiefs. Demetrius Harris... Flashed a little bit for the Chiefs. He wasn't the one guy we really looked at much because Travis Kelsey, of course, dominated looks at tight end, but partly because uh, Patrick Mahomes is there, Demetrius Harris, flashing some games. We'll see what he can do. He's a pretty athletic guy. Maybe he's one of those sleepers that lands somewhere in a good situation where we look at him. Now, with the Lions, we have two guys that are uh, free agents there in uh, Levine Talalu and Luke Wilson. And with these two guys... uh, they're probably looking more at moving on with Michael Roberts. They wanted to do more with Roberts. Very athletic kid. Talala was a good blocker for the Lions, but that's about it here. Luke Wilson uh, came over from the Seahawks. He didn't do too much in the receiving game. Either was hurt. So I would expect they move on if they feel good about Michael Roberts. And that's a guy maybe that uh, could be a sleeper there in uh, Detroit next year. If he's alone, we've seen a lot of things he's done. We thought he was going to do a little bit more as a young tight end this year didn't quite work out when they signed these two guys and uh, the injuries didn't land up for Roberts he was just uh, shaking off all that off-field concern with him so I think this is a situation to watch because especially if uh, we mentioned Golden Tate maybe some of the lines could bring back but if they don't then I could see more tight end sets there from the Lions where that is the third option in the passing game a little bit more than usual that we've seen. It really hasn't been a factor there. 
since Eric Ebron was around, there was some disappointment with Ebron as well. So maybe they'll try to get back to that. And Roberts will be a big factor, especially if Talalu and Wilson are not there. I mentioned A.J. Derby before, and this is a guy that uh, we're looking at uh, him and uh, the Dolphins, and they do have Mike Gesicki. So we want to see A.J. Derby kind of move on to give Mike Gesicki the receiving tight end from Penn State, get a little bit more run. They did draft two tight ends last year. So I think, uh, look at Durham Smythe was the other tight end. So when you look at that, they drafted one blocker and one and one uh, kind of pure receiver. So you'd think they would want to move on with those young guys, second-year players, uh, new coaching staff and all that to look at them. But you would think that's where the Dolphins are going. And A.J. Derby, again, one of those guys we've seen him flash, produced for the Broncos a little bit, produced for the Patriots a little bit. There, uh, maybe he has some value going forward. But, again, the Dolphins really didn't think much of him, so we'll have to see where he lands. And uh, we're looking at uh, the next guy we talk about is uh, Antonio Gates. And Antonio Gates, I would expect him to think about retirement here. And this is key. If they think Hunter Henry is 100% feeling good and all that and producing, uh, they did have Virgil Green there as well. I, I think Gates is probably going to hang it up again. He, you know, nice to extend and get that paycheck and start to contribute again for the Chargers. But he'll be on standby again if something were to happen. But at this point, even though the Gates had some moments there, he did have that key fumble as well for the Chargers against the Ravens in a game. I think he's going to think about hanging it up for sure, and uh, that's what we'd expect from Antonio Gates. Now, keep in mind that we have some great podcasts here. I mentioned the NFL Draft. We have Locked on NFL Draft here on the network, as well as the Draft Dudes podcast, uh, straight from the Draft Network with uh, John Ledyard, Trevor Sikama, all their analysis. So I'll have my analysis next week from the fantasy football perspective, but definitely listen to those shows, as well as we creep closer to the NFL Combine and the Pro Days. And then before you know it, the April 2019 Draft will be here. So check out those shows here on the network. And to get all that insight, uh, we'll be talking draft on all the shows here. The draft shows, fantasy shows, Lockdown NFL, and our team-by-team shows. We have so much for you there covered that uh, you'll hear every angle of the 2019 NFL Draft. We'll be right back here to take a final look at the tight ends in free agency in 2019. Well... We're down to the last few notable tight ends we'll look at. And we mentioned that Packers situation. Lance Kendricks and Mercedes Lewis are both tight ends. They're both veteran kind of journeyman. Well, Lewis, pretty much Jaguars fixture, but he's a blocker here. He had a moment or two. They would pilfer from Jimmy Graham. So we'll see what they feel like with Matt LaFleur. And remember Matt LaFleur had Delaney Walker last year. He got hurt. He tried to incorporate Jonu Smith into the lineup with the Titans. And uh, you look at... uh, LaFleur now, he's going to have to make that call on just how important that position is to have a veteran there. They could also look in the draft. Uh, a lot of mock drafts, including my own, had Noah Fant of Iowa going there, or TJ Hawkinson of Iowa, depending on how high they want to take a tight end there at that position. Uh, so there's all kinds of ways the Packers could look at this for Aaron Rodgers with Matt LaFleur. And a big decision here for Brian Gutkunst, how much to invest here. And Jimmy Graham could be the guy here that they just bring back because he's got at least has some uh, experience with Rodgers. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Now, 
Some other ones, uh, Jeff Swaim of the Cowboys, he's a free agent. Uh, I bet he'll move on because they want to get Blake Jarwin more involved. We saw finally at the end of the season, they use Jarwin's athleticism. Their Eric Swoop with the Colts, if he moves on, that just means it's going to be more of Eric Ebron and uh, Jack Doyle. They also had Mo Alley-Cox, so it's a little bit of a tight end mess there with the Colts. It'll be a little easier if they streamline it there in the receiving. Cornel Sterling. The Jets have liked him at times, but had a lot of concussion issues last year. Chris Herndon is the man there, so they should move forward with him, with Adam Gaze, uh, incorporating the tight end a little bit more and usually using Herndon better to the effects as well as uh, Robbie Anderson there. Now, Max Williams, and, Max Williams and Nick Boyle are both free agents here for the Ravens. Uh, that means uh, in that scenario, we're looking at uh, Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst. We'll see that as a new duo. There's no reason to keep both of these guys or any of them with uh, the two tight ends they drafted last year. Andrews flashed a little bit with Lamar Jackson. Hayden Hurst, I think, can do a lot more. He was hurt for much of his rookie year with a foot injury, but he is the first-round pick along with Jackson. So Ravens are pretty good there as they move forward uh, without Joe Flacco. And uh, Williams and Boyle leave that old era behind as well. Now, Richard Rodgers, I think the Eagles will move on from him. That means Dallas Godert is locked in there as a guy that's going to get some good looks behind uh, Zach Ertz and Scott Simonson, the Giants, signed him. Why he's notable, he's the backup to Evan Ingram. He did get some run there. They do like him as a receiving tight end. So he is the last guy that was on our list. Uh, one guy that uh, signed early was Charles Clay going to the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals switching up their offense away from that Arians system that we've seen. Uh, uh, Byron Leftwich, all that. They're leaving that behind for Cliffs Kingsbury. So we'll see. Charles Clay, a veteran, older guy. However, they also had Jermaine Gresham in there, Ricky Seals-Jones. That kind of muddles that situation uh, going forward. But, again, I'm not looking to the Cardinals for a tight end help until I see it. Otherwise, we've talked up Ricky Seals-Jones so much and just didn't do anything there except for those few games in the flash. And uh, Jermaine Gresham, an older guy, I think Charles Clay, more a replacement for him as a pretty good uh, inline tight end. So there you have it. There's a look at uh, the free agent tight ends here in 2019. Again, some intriguing situations there. It's not necessarily the best uh, kind of overall, but you do have one good, real good prize there in uh, Jared Cook. Uh, just looking what he can do still at his age, athletic guy. Uh, he hasn't really had a lot of wear over his years because he's never been like a kind of a grinding blocker type so we'll see where Jared Cook lines up but I think he's the most intriguing and then uh, where Tyler Eifert ends up as well is going to also have some ripple effects on fantasy and uh, sleepers to watch there for sure to have a, a strong season here in 2019 so we wrapped up our look at the free agents at the skill positions here Check out the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver shows if you missed anything there to get you set for free agency. Again, we'll turn our attention back to the draft next week as the uh, NFL Combine prepares to get underway in Indianapolis. Look at the, some players there that we like across the board at these same skill positions. So kind of give you the snapshot of the entire offseason in terms of advanced scouting for fantasy football. For Lockdown Fantasy Football for this week, it's Vinny Iyer. Uh, we'll... See you next week with a look at draft 
guys at each position. 